Yep. He's nasty. Why is he always nasty? <laughs> but he's funny. He's just funny. Because he's part of the Geek Squad. They don't know anything. Welcome to Stand Up Stand Up, presented by IT Misfits. This is where tech professionals and comedy intersect daily in your new favorite stand-up meet. Each episode has two parts, a roundtable discussion on an IT topic, and then an open source open mic, where each comic shares or works on a stand-up comedy bit. At the end of the week, we perform our final crafted bit. Just like any good stand-up meeting, we try to make these short and valuable. Hopefully, this brings a smile to your day, gives you something to think about, and most importantly, gives you something funny you can share with other IT professionals. All right. Well, welcome. Welcome to my fellow misfit, Matt Campisi. I'm Jerry Black. Let's get into it. And today's quote is from Maya Angelou. Try to be a rainbow in someone else's cloud. Nice. Short. So good. I like it. Like simple. Yeah, and it's good. Visual. Yeah, it just. Yeah. Plus, kind of what we do in a lot of ways, right? Like, not necessarily, you know, that you have to have a bad day to enjoy our our stuff, but we do hope that you enjoy our stuff. And if you're having a bad day, that it helps brighten it. Yeah. Well, so with that said, uh, today we are continuing. Oh, sorry. No. Go ahead, Matt. Sorry. My Wi-Fi is super delayed. Well, yeah, that that idea that, you know, because we film these first thing in the morning. So for us, we have the rainbow in our day, which is cool just to start the day, uh, regardless of, you know, it being a, a good start to the day, bad start to the day in terms of what's going on in your personal life. But the fact that we could walk out of here in 15, 20 minutes all laughing and, and having started on a, on a great note. So I totally love her point of view of trying to be that to other people. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, and. Uh, with that said, uh, today we are continuing our interview with Jerry Corley, and uh, you know we'll just get into more of the of the joke writing of his background, um, that sort of uh, that sort of approach. It, it's a it's a great interview. It'll continue all through the rest of the week. But before we get into that, let's do a little open source comedy. And I was thinking, you know what? It's weird that people have a negative attitude about guys in IT, right? Because when your computer breaks down, ladies, are you thinking, you know what I need right now? A really fit guy with six-pack abs and, and he's just yoked up and looks great? No. You're like, where's the nerdiest guy I can find? And that's us. <laughs> so I guess I would say, ladies, what's really happening is we're just trying to meet your requirements. You're welcome. All right, Matt, you got anything for us today? I love, love that one. Uh, you know, all of us, uh, mostly in the IT space and, and those of you that work in carpeted space, uh, but that now happens to be at your house, uh, you're on web conferencing tools. Uh, so all the web conferencing tools give you the option of just turn on your camera or put a virtual background on. I feel like I'm becoming an armchair psychiatrist now learning and watching what people choose. Do you choose the virtual background with, with the beach background vacation that they wish they were at and not working? Or do they go commando and show the real background of their house, like the unmade bed, the 
unkept back uh, the dogs running around and, and making a mess. So the, the question I have is, um, why are we just being so vulnerable in this world when, when it really is an insight to the personality you are, especially when you see those people with like the Star Trek or the Star Wars figurines everywhere. And you, you literally spend more time looking and looking at their items than listening to what they're saying. So I'm going to stick to the blurred background, Jerry. <laughs> nice. Well, what does a blurred background say about a, a psychologically, though, Matt? Yeah. I like yeah, to obfuscate. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't share. I don't have any dreams and ambitions of going on vacation. Um, so I haven't picked the, the, the vacation scape. <laughs> Um, and then my background is so scary that at least you want, I want you to know that I have a real place of work, but you probably shouldn't see the finer details for fear of judging. A lot of judgment in these days, Jerry. Judging. A lot of judgment. A lot of judgment in the background. Stop judging me, Jerry. Stop judging me. <laughs> it's, it's distracting. All right. Yeah. Background nice, judgment. Nicely done. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm going to come up. All right. Yeah, it's good. That's good. That's good punch up there. All right. Uh, well, we're going to continue on with the interview with Jerry Corley. Thank you very much. So let's get into some comedy 101. Yeah, sure. So <clears throat> wait, that's, actually, that was your you line, Jerry Black. <laughs> you kind of you kind of get into it. You kind of went into it there a little bit. Really, I, I was wondering. So so for people that are, you know, the people that I work with a lot of the time, they're wanting, they, they want to try it and they want to, you know, kind of get on stage, but maybe this isn't like, oh, I'm going to be a stand-up comic, but they want to either be funnier, be funnier with their friends, uh, be funnier at work, that sort of thing. And so that's kind of was a, for a hobbyist, for somebody that's not necessarily going to be writing every day, uh, you know, trying to get on stages, trying to get open mic, et cetera. What, how would you, you know, kind of look at that and say, well, here's then maybe something you could do that would still keep you maybe in practice, still keep you kind of um, on top of things, but you know, not the maybe the rigor that you would expect from a professional. So I think one of the best, the quickest ways to do that is using double entendre or what's called simple truth. And that's double entendres where you take the um, intended meaning of a word and you spin it and you turn it into the comedic meaning of the word. Now it takes regular it takes some practice in that we're so used to listening to somebody say something and trying to decipher what their intent is in context and in real time so we don't take the time to look at alternate meanings but if you train yourself to start to do that you can start to see them more readily right so how does somebody become witty somebody says something well you know make sure we hang that up and so like, yeah I'll be, I'll be sure to hang it up right last time i tried to hang it up i almost killed myself right that kind of thing. You're using the word hang to change something. Now, in a comedic sense, in a comedy club, nobody's going to really laugh at that. Yeah, right. But in a conversation, it's going to be humorous just because you thought of an alternate meaning for something, <clears throat> right? Or if you go to a grocery store and a lady says, did you find everything you were looking for? 
what does she mean by everything? She means everything you were shopping for. But as a comedian, we go everything. Everything could be a lot of things. Could be, you know, the meaning of life, love, soulmate. So I'd be like, uh, did you find everything you were looking for? Well, I found the wine and the candles, but I couldn't find a soulmate. You had mahi-mahi, <laughs> but I'm just not into twins. And then they're like, they laugh. Right. And they go, where did where the hell did that come from? Yeah, right. And it's just you thinking of an alternate meaning of everything. And then instead of saying everything again, you put in your meaning of everything rather uh, than saying the word again. And that's the key. It's like you think of the meaning and then you play something back to them with that meaning, the comedic meaning. Like if somebody says, give you an example. Um, if somebody says uh, they're cutting a piece of cake in the conference room at work. Now, you got to be careful when you do these types of jokes because – if you don't have a relationship with this female who's cutting the piece of cake and you're a guy, if you don't have a bantering, fun, playful relationship where you know each other and you're constantly quipping and doing those maybe some off-color jokes together, then don't do it. Don't ever do that. You'll just wind up getting a trip to HR. But if she's like, hey, Jerry, would you like a piece? She means a piece of cake. You're a man, you know, I'm like, and so how do you respond to that? You know, you could say sometimes one of my students actually said, yeah, piece of that ass, right? And it's like, uh, but I said, what if you were a little more elusive? Yeah, or yeah, you, you maybe not quite like, so direct. You can say like, would you like a piece? Sure, and then I'll take some cake. <laughs> now, uh... again, you have to make sure that relationship is in place. Sure. If it's not, then it's not going to work. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like, uh, it's like, uh, what if? The, and now, if you want to go simply, what's a different way to play that? Would you like a piece? A uh, warm piece. <laughs> and some people might say that's a hashtag dad joke, but you're in a workplace, yeah. And all you're trying to do is get off the the subject at hand and find an alternate meaning. You know, um, it's like, would you like a piece? As long as it's not a piece of a Lego, because I stepped on one last night and I'm still in pain. Yeah. You right. know, uh, that's still going to get a chuckle in yeah. the room at work. Yeah. You don't have to do comedy club humor right. when you're in a workplace. And it's like people go, why does that guy always make me laugh? And why is it important to make people laugh? Because when we laugh, our brains release chemistry that's almost equal to the same chemistry it releases when we fall in love. And how does that benefit you as a salesperson? They want to hang out with you other than, rather than the other guy because you made them fall in love. It's also yeah. the same uh, hormone if you shoot heroin. So just so you know. There you go. <laughs> you've got them feeling some sort of elation uh, and you make them high or you make them tap their, tap their veins, you know. Well, and, and we're so in IT and we do call everybody way. users. So, I mean, it yeah, just works. There you go. <laughs> you Everybody's, you know, I when I first got into IT and they were talking about, well, we got to give it to the user. And we like, I thought they were talking about drugs. I didn't know what we were talking about. I thought we were here for computers, not drugs. You know, right away. Yeah, right. Doing, you see what I'm saying? You, yeah, it's yeah. Again, but... using the terminology. Yeah. I mean, how much terminology <clears throat> is there in IT that we can turn oh, to? Oh, my gosh. Into Double entendres, uh, hard amount. drive, right? Soft, soft disk, software, uh, <laughs> soft disk, soft disk. One letter different, but so different. Soft disk, soft. Get it? Okay. Yeah. Yep. He's nasty. Why is he always nasty? <laughs> but he's funny. It, he's just funny. 
Because because he's part of the Geek Squad. They don't know anything. Uh, so on the, on the basics, right. So we kind of, we kind of jumped around a little bit there, but, but on the basics of joke writing, um, you have, so, so I've, uh, I've attended a number of your classes. You have, uh, they, a, I guess I would say, would you say it's a book? The PDF is a book. It's a book in. Yeah. It's the ebook. The breaking comedy DNA is yeah. about a 300 page oh. book. Um, and, uh, I've gotten so much, uh, like great feedback from it about people saying, I constantly go back to it as a oh, reference. Constant. It has helped me so much. It's changed my life. I mean, I didn't think it would have that kind of impact. I was just writing it to help comedians. And also, you know, and I sell it for $67 because I want them to make an investment. Because I know the lesson I learned is that when I got a coach, when my dad said, get a coach, and I got a coach, and my coach was charging me $125 an hour in 1981, I was like, um, oh. Dad, are you going to pay for it? He's like, no, you're going to pay for it. I yeah. said, I thought you were going to get a coach. I did. I thought you'd pay for it. He goes, no, you're going to pay for it. Trust me, son. If you pay for it, you'll go to the classes. Yeah. You get so much more out of it. And he was so right. Yeah. yeah. I, was at, I never missed a single class. And yeah. I got a second job to pay for the pay for the classes. Yeah. You know, I was working Denny's and graveyard shifts. Yeah. There you go. You know? it's that, it's that, yeah. it, part of that is that, that, that brain chemistry of, well, if you're, if you're paying for it, there must, there's the other, then it must be valuable. And so therefore you will yeah. look to find the value. You will leverage it as a valuable thing. And yeah, the, the, the ebook is, I, I will hundred percent attest to that. Absolutely. Something that I refer to when I'm trying to work through, uh, I'm more of uh, when I do uh, comedy, I tend to be more story oriented. And so I will, you know, kind of write the story and then I'll go find the places where I can, I can punch it up. And then I'll go back through the ebook and I'll go, okay, where, where am I, you know, where am I missing? What am I not getting? The other thing that I thought was great about the ebook is the first part of it isn't about how to write comedy. The first part of it is really to me about comedy. It's about what you're trying to do, the, what you are endeavoring to achieve. And I really liked that part of it, that it was just, um, you know, it just, it just was like, yeah, that, that it's like, you're talking to me, you know, like, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's cool. I never thought of it that way. Ooh, that's interesting because, and it just, all of those little points. And then you get to the, okay. And now we're going to talk about how you can actually do those things. So I was, I was fully invested in it by the time I got to, you know, kind of the, the part where you're going through some of those other. Um, I'm glad, structures. I'm glad you said that. Cause I was one, I didn't know, you know, a few people have commented on that. And it's like, Oh, when I was writing that, I go, is that too much fluff? I it's like, but I so, think man. they need to understand the psychology yeah. behind it because when they get into it, now they're going to be ready. Yeah. You know, and I even put it in there if you want to skip this, skip to it. Yeah. But uh, yeah. if you admit, I do it's remember. something it's funny. It's you're going to you wish you read beginning. it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I would not take that out at all. And I, because you're also writing, you're not writing that for like, you know, Steve who's, oh, maybe going to read a book about comedy. You're really written it for people who are interested in, in comedy. And uh, I think that's, that's really, really powerful that way. So, All right. And that's uh, the conclusion of the interview with Jerry Corley for the day. Appreciate everybody joining. Thank you so much uh, for being here. My fellow misfit, Matt Campisi. My name's Jerry Black. Have a wonderful day. That's it for today's stand-up meeting. Remember... This isn't just a podcast, it's a weekly process to find the funny. You are front row at the birth of any of this comedy. It's open source, so please feel free to share this with people that you work with. If 
you share something funny with other people, their day will be brighter and you'll be amazed at how much better your day is because of it. Thank you very much for being here. Have a great day.